Welcome back to another episode of If You Can't Handle the Heat, presented by Out of System. It's your boy, G. Swizz, as one of the hosts, joined by me, the other host for today, Jokesy Wurzer, my brodo. How we doing, Jokesy? Gage, I am, I don't know if I could be any more fired up for today's episode. Because you, you, know you know what today is, right? Oh yeah, big time. What's today? Today's our one-year anniversary of Out of System. Our first YouTube show aired today. One year's, one year's past. It's crazy to think about. Gage and I were just talking about before we came on. Obviously, you guys hear Mike is not with us today, but it's kind of. Uh, I think it was. It might have been. It might have meant to be like this because it is our one-year yeah. anniversary. Since yeah, Gage I and I that. really kind of came up with the idea and got things going. So it was meant to be today. Uh, yeah, one, it's crazy. Like with all the ideas and stuff that we, it really started off as just a, you guys need to check out because the first episode is on my personal it's, YouTube. Yeah. It was a, it was a test run. Oh my God. The second, it's not and like the second episode's any better, out, Joe. Like, I'm beyond, or the third or the fourth. <laughs> dude, it's good. Co- it's quality need, content. People need to go check out. Oh my, it is so ridiculous. Gage and I go every once in a while. If we need a good laugh, we go watch it. Some of the most ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. It's so funny. Just us yelling at each other. I just remember you were in a you were in a bathtub. I remember for the first couple episodes, you were like, "I need to find somewhere," because mom because when Corona hit, I was like, "You were like, I need to find somewhere isolated," and the only isolated place was our bathroom from our childhood. So you literally took a miniature chair, put it in a tub, had a Utah flag behind you, <laughs> and put your computer on the toilet, and you would be like, "Yeah," and you were trying to break down analytics from a toilet. Man, I just remember, dude, that one-year anniversary is just like, I just remember, <laughs> I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Joe, but uh, what was it? We would start, and I remember when we had the envision of the Out of System, the Out of System YouTube show, we were like, you know, um, I was like, we need to bore me, we need to be, obviously, me being me, we need to be a little more risque, like, we need to be on edge, we need to, like, like share some stories that'll, like, that'll be like, okay, not necessarily PG rated, which if you know me, I'm not whatsoever. And I remember you and I think you and Max were a little hesitant at first. I was like, no, we need to be more of this, more of this. And I remember we were telling a story one time. We were all like in a Zoom and we were telling a story and I alluded to Max. It's like our third episode. I was like, Max, remember that time where you went with that hippie, you went up into the, I think he went some weird religious cult like thing that he remember he went in the hills with this like he wasn't he's not religious or cult member at all. He's like, Yeah, sure, I'll try it out. One guy's like, Yeah, you should come like and then he like drank a smoothie, but he wouldn't tell the story. We ended the episode and me and Max got into a screaming match afterwards. I was like, You need to be more on edge. You need to share these stories. You need to blah blah blah. And I just remember <laughs> it was a screaming match back and forth. I remember at, at the beginning of the podcast, I had I I didn't really know my role at all, if there was any. I remember you would like were like, Okay, well, uh you and Max were just like uh they're like, Oh yeah, we're having like uh we try to do two computers at, at uh, uh or two kind of screens for the for the viewers like me on one and you and Max on the other and then I realized and then they were like oh no we can't do that because the sound's going to pick up from the other one it's like okay Gage you go in your room <laughs> and you guys were out in the living room and I was in my room in the same house <laughs> in the same house and you we're guys were like in- yeah yeah no you go John dude 
Dude, no, it, it was really funny because the first couple episodes, there's so many tech, technological oh, issues. God. All at, we were there was it was all dude. The first few episodes we were doing political updates. I don't know if you remember that. I was updating on political political news, and then I realized I'm like, who the hell cares what we think about political news? Well, like the we were talking brother. about the most ridiculous things. You're like you're like the uh, uh, what was his name? I'm looking him up right now. Who's that Olympic committee guy, Joe? Who uh, we kept with the name Wiener or something? Some Dick, and, Dick something. Dick something. Dick, Dick Long or something like that? What's his name? I'm trying to look him up right now. I don't now. know. But was, we would, I was bringing some up about the presidential run and talking. We're a volleyball podcast and then we randomly would just cut to political news out of nowhere. And I'm just, after like a couple episodes, I'm just like, oh. what are we doing? His name, was Di- his name was Dick Pound. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? I kept just reporting about Dick, and I just kept saying, because Dick Pound, and we just would die laughing. <laughs> I remember it was like the stepbrothers when they're like, we need more room for activities. We need, we're like, we're like, Joe's like, we need, we need current events. We need all this stuff. Like, <laughs> we need all this stuff. Like, I'm like, I don't know how much this has to do with like volleyball and whatnot, like, but all right, sure, why not? And uh, I remember Max was like, "Oh yeah, I can't go home one time," so he was doing it while he was like on his moped. He was like recording the episode <laughs> on the moped, <laughs> getting like breakfast. <laughs> oh my god, man! It was a good days though. It was a good days. Uh, but Dude, Max is the, like I said, the, he's moved on, but no, we still the, love him like the, a brother. Yeah, the bathroom, the bathroom show was one uh, was I think that was three three or four episodes, and then. Was done with the bathroom show. <laughs> yeah, I just remember, like you said, technical difficulties. We'd be like just having like again screaming matches because we couldn't figure something out. Like because we want to improve oh, the con the content. Like use a camera, like use a DSL camera, and like and uh, stream it through Zoom as our as our webcam. But we couldn't because we didn't know how. So we'd be like, what the fuck? And Max trying to finish his homework in class. It's like shut the f up. I'm, I'm trying to finish this. <laughs> we're like, how do we work this thing? We're like just screaming like it online. And you're like, here's what's with the tech guy. What do you do? <laughs> We were just going back at it. And then, like, it'd be, like, literally screaming until we had, I remember Jenna Gabriel on. It was the Texas episode. And then we'd be like, and we're back. Hello, Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. We'd be screaming the whole time, and then the guests would come on. We'd be, like, sweating, like, <laughs> looking we'd ridiculous. Be like, and we, I remember we, put, we were on a bed one time, so we were all scrunched together, just, like, sweating. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> oh, man. God. What I, I, but the one thing I action. thought, the one thing I thought, Joe, was always like, you know what? And that's how I handle problems, especially with the out-of-system now. It's like, you know what? Looking back on this... Like looking back, I was like, "This is gonna be like a moment where we're all gonna laugh at, and like we're gonna we're gonna come a point where we get past all these technical difficulties and like figuring these out." We'd start like shows like twenty to thirty minutes late, or just end up canceling them. And I just remember like, you know, this is this is this is all like down the road we're gonna be like, "This is but uh, this is gonna be just one of the things we laugh about." We're gonna get our shit together, and we did. Uh, but on but on that note, Joe, what was your? We kind of talked about the most stressful episodes, but what what was your favorite episode of? Uh, if you can't handle the heat or the YouTube show, um, I, th- I mean, if you can't handle the heat, I, th- I think of it like two separate things. First of all, yeah, for um, sure. I think the YouTube show. Okay, people don't understand. Like when we were filming the YouTube shows, like three a week, we literally it was during Corona. We would film it and then edit it for like two or three days. 
it, we were we were just like learning how to edit. It would take forever when we first started to edit. Yeah. Um, and so it was like that whole process. I think taught us a lot. It wouldn't take two to three days, Joe. It would take like uh, it would take like because we did it. If we split it up for sure, usually like two, it would be a two day job. But like the way we did it, I'd say up to like one a.m. two a.m. because we had to produce it the next day. Like we shot yeah. and produced it the next day, and then it'd be like six hours in a row, four or five hours, because I had to learn how to use Photoshop, relearn how to use Premiere Pro, and then I had to do it like in certain ways, and I tried to make it look super professional by having like the pictures too. And oh wait, Joe, I know you're gonna go into the video. Don't. I know you're going to. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> we would be editing, and Gage and I, we'd be sitting, we'd be sitting in our bedroom, doing these edits, and we're fine. We immediately we'd always think of movie clips, and they were always Will Ferrell. <laughs> clips and we just be inserting these like people would be giving serious comment like serious yeah. comments <laughs> i'm trying to think of the funniest one probably colton something yeah oh yeah dude like i just remember like they'd be like yeah like my biggest like the hardest part of my career you know i lost this game and it would be like a clip of will ferrell and kicking and screaming through, screaming through a cone loser like that, and I just I was like, oh my god, they they probably rewatched it. And we're like, what the hell are these guys problems? <laughs> like, it was so funny because, bro, we'd like we'd be like we like we'd watch a clip and we just were waiting for the right opportunity to put something in, <laughs> and then we'd be like, and then we thought of it, and we were just start dying laughing for like ten minutes <laughs> and just dying laughing. Oh my god, it was always Will Ferrell. Always. He, I mean, he's the best. Equ- <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I just imagine, like I said, like them just like rewatching, like what the hell. And then we also put it on Spotify, those like sometimes. And I just remember, like, imagine if you're just like listening and just all of a sudden you're like Will Ferrell screaming after like the guest <laughs> says it. You're like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> Joe, we totally would, out of place. We would die laughing, man. Like, I don't think we would get how long we were dying yeah. laughing. Just like, oh, dude, <laughs> I so got hard. one. <laughs> I got a perfect clip of the same movie we used the past three shows. We thought, and, and, and if you ha- don't know what we're talking about, go to your like earliest, earliest. No, no, it wasn't our earliest. It was around I think episode four or five because we we're like we need to spice it up, like we need to make it. And we get like we get DMs like people are like, I find it a little distracting that you're putting all these clips in there. <laughs> like, ah, oh, screw that. We're fucking. We, we love it. We're putting it in there. Yeah, but but care. if you, it was like episode it's not around episode five or six. Safe to say you should go check it out then. And we were just, God, it was the funniest stuff. But my but favorite your, one yeah. though, oh, from the YouTube show. I'm trying to think. Um, dude, I always said the one with Clay Mao. She was super. She was awesome. She was like, yeah. I I I don't know why. I mean, all of them were really good. I'm trying to think if there was one that wasn't. <laughs> I don't know if we'd say we'd have to say it. it's if you can't handle the heat, but um, I'd say the one with Clay Mao. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't like we can do a YouTube. We can do a YouTube show and then if you can't handle the heat, so YouTube show it's Clay Mao. Yeah, I th- and if you can't if you can't handle the heat, this one's tougher because it's not like guess we can specifically look back on. I'm trying to think of a specific topic that we talked about. The topics that we always talk about with our personal like stories are the funniest to us, but I don't know if like it connects with the people. Like, yeah, some for people sure. Connect with it the most. That's the thing is like we're always like battling back and forth. Do we talk about that? Because for us, it's like funny and we have really good stories, right. but we don't. Do we add that clip in just... there? That Will Ferrell clip. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so for us, it's always like battle back and forth. I don't know, but 
uh, I don't I don't really have a specific one for if you can't handle the heat that stands out. Nothing jumps out. What about you? For me, all right. So the best, I think that my favorite uh, YouTube, uh, out of some YouTube show. Sometimes I sometimes go and watch them. I'm not gonna lie. Like sometimes I watch part of them. Like I'm on I'm on our YouTube. I'm just like, all right, let's go down here. Let's see what we got here. Some some good old gems. Um, but it would have to be the Nebraska team the first time we had them on. I remember. Um, Oh, and they had yeah, no yeah. idea who we were. I don't, exactly, I think they, they had no idea who we were. <laughs> yeah, so we got, so we got a. Uh, uh, remember, we got Jalen. Uh, so it's their assistant coach and three players. It was their. It was team week. Matic. It was team week. Team week. Right, right. right. <laughs> Funny, it was team week because did we even announce it was team week? It was just, just it's team week, baby. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Whoa! Before we had Faye, man, it was a freaking circus out here. Not that it isn't. It's just more of a controlled. We're like so, circus, circus Olay now. We're we're crazy, but we're controlled crazy. Before it was just a madhouse, man. It was crazy. But I remember, um, I remember it was like I was just I took my hair and I gelled it up and I had these crazy glasses and shirt. And we and when we were just like we were on it that day. We were just like on something. Max was off his meds or something that day too. I'm not even joking. Joe was just crazy. We had Jalen and it was Lexi's son who had no idea who we were, especially at this time. Yeah. Nicolin Haynes yeah. was the only one that kind of got us that knew us. And Maddie, I forget her name. Was Maddie the Kubik. Other outside. Kubik. Yeah. And she's a sophomore now. She was a freshman at the time. And they had no idea what we were about. They were probably just like, yeah, these guys are fun. They're going to come interview us. And all of a sudden, they open up the Zoom. Max with shades on. He's just like, he just looks like, just like, just like fucking, <laughs> uh, like, Paul, uh, like I don't know, John Lennon right there. I look like a crackhead. And then Joe's the only one that has his shit together. And I just remember, and and obviously when your assistant coach, can be, you know, I mean, he's super chill, but they're not going to be as open. And we just start asking these crazy-ass questions. I'm like, all right, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I looked like that guy. You ever seen that meme, Joe? The aliens meme. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> aliens. That's what it looked like. I was like, okay, what's the creepiest thing anyone's ever said to you on DMs? Go. <laughs> and then, you're and then, ridiculous questions. Oh my god! I remember Jalen was just like, I'm not it. I can't answer my DMs. <laughs> and we, they would, they were just like, I remember Lexi looked so freaking shocked. Like when she came back, she kind of had a, a good idea of like what we're all about, right? She was yeah, like a lot more yeah. loose. But when she came, she was like completely in shock. And I just remember they were just like, what the hell are these guys on? Great show. I love that. Go check it out if you haven't. And then my favorite if you can't handle the heat, personally for me, is I am the smoke. I was on one that night. I remember I got a noise complaint from my neighbors below because I was just on. It was the one where I was uh, uh, I was telling the story. What was it? Uh, uh, it was right before Lexi's son. I, forget. I told a bunch of stories, I remember. And I was just making myself crack up, which is story of my life and I forget what I was telling but I was just dying laughing if you haven't yet listened to it I, I highly recommend you listen to it I do I was like dying laughing that by far just sticks out in my we brain. were all so. laughing a bunch that I remember that when we were all laughing a bunch and I can't remember totally what it was about but it was a good name I am the smoke that was definitely one of our top and it was one of our most downloaded ones I think so yeah made sense. I think uh, and that's the thing it's like that's how we always are. It's like sometimes like laughing and all podcasts, we try and be funny and laughing. But like when we're going to be together this summer, for sure, like we're always going to be there's like, obviously it's different when you're together, right? You're always going to have that energy, that NRG of just uh, um, boys being boys, you know, just just a bunch of guys just trying to be some dudes, just a bunch of dudes being guys, you know, um, feeling that, that, that energy, that mono together. It's definitely going to be awesome and. Definitely provide some good content. So I have a question, oh, Joe. There Are we will playing? be content. So we're on the subject of uh, the summer and whatnot. I have a question. This is what I'm, I'm wondering. 
So when we're in this summer, we're all together. Are we going to go back to the YouTube format or are we going to stay on Spotify? Are we going to do both or what's kind of the plan there? Do you know? You know, I think we're here for the people and we're going to let the people decide. So it'll be we have got- get closer. We'll kind of open that up. I think, I think, dude, the YouTube show, I think, is the best way to do it. It's the funniest yeah. way to go, too. Yeah, for sure. And I think, so do we, do we release it on YouTube and then go on, um, uh, uh, and then just go on and just drop it on Spotify, too? Or we could, re- we're together, if we're together, we just record two. We record the podcast and then we also record the YouTube show. Oh, so you think things. two shows. I mean, what, I mean, we have plenty to talk about. Don't get me wrong, but like, is that too much or no? Or we can reformat the YouTube show for it's like a game show. I don't know. We can think of something. Yeah, that's true. We're too we're we're very creative and entertaining in our own rights. That's a good point. So again, we are talking about the summer. We are talking about everything. Talk about the past. Let's talk about the future, Joe. Let's talk about the future. What do you have in store for the future here, dude? We have so many ideas. We literally from, well, when me and Mike and Gage talk about where things could go, there's a huge spectrum that i mean we've talked about things from literally i don't know if people know like the um the elite 11 i think is the name if i if i'm right it's the elite 11 camp that trent dilford does for quarterbacks we want to create a similar thing for out of system in uh in high school athletes in the u.s uh on uh in volleyball we want to literally we want to go and travel the world and play in the coolest events across the world we want to host clinics in different types like third world countries and stuff and countries all like the most like crazy places you can think we want to go there and do some content and we want to um we even have talked about literally getting to a point where we have our own television 24 hour t- television station where it's just all volleyball and we like have like the biggest matches in the wor- world on there we could do that on uh, our we, youtube couldn't we we could but imagine if you do on tv dude that'd be crazy that would be. You have to get so many rights. So the thing is, Joe, like you said, like CEV. When I'm down, like when I'm doing this, like docu series, like you said, they like charge like what was it, hundred grand per like second on their video, or whatever, no, ten thousand. Twelve hundred. That's nuts per second. That's insane. Per ten seconds, I think, or minute, and like maybe. So like those people who have like the the rights to that would be hard. Dude, to get. we also the other thing is we want to we want to create scholarship programs for kids. And we also, oh, the biggest thing we want to do, mm-hmm. well, not the biggest thing, but one of the biggest things is create this thing where we have what we call like out-of-system athletes, where we have people send in their film um, and like kids and stuff uh, who are trying to get recruited and they send us their our film and we go through the video and we go through like an interview process and we, maybe we'll visit them um, and we pick like out-of-system athletes that we feature and we help to push to go like to the best universities and stuff, but where they're featured on our page and they're kind of like a part of our team in a way. You know what I mean? Like overtime, like overtime. Yeah, yeah, like in the future. Well, obviously we have to have the funding there and that'll that'll be coming hopefully in the near future. And um, But for us, there's, I mean, it can go so many different ways and we get ideas all the time. There's crazy ideas. So with us, yeah. I don't think we'll ever lack ideas. The issue will just be if we have the manpower and obviously the funding to get to the to where we want to go. I think one thing that we haven't really discussed on our Instagram or like any really social media platforms is what's going to happen with Rado as well. Like we talked about me, you, Micah going on the going on the road. You know, Faina, mm-hmm. Dirty Mike, he who shall be not named, aka Dirty Mike. Um, we didn't really. Like, people were probably going to wonder like what's happening with Rado and all this kind of stuff. And I think uh, uh, 
I've been talking to him a little about this, but like obviously when we're all overseas, it's going to be different. But he's also going to be probably doing VNL this summer and getting content there. You know what I'm saying? Just going in, just kind of getting content of what's kind of going on in the uh, the process over there, of the quarantining, just any content really when it comes to overseas. And he's going to be like one of our main overseas guys, right? And it's not just America, but see how Bulgaria does it. And he's also a very funny guy as well. So just like kind of the same stuff that we're doing, but like while we're traveling the cross country, he's going to be showing us what's happening international volleyball-wise, right? And uh, hopefully we can all kind of be fun to all kind of go at a tournament one time uh, internationally-wise and just meet there and just have a good time. But that's he's still very much part of the plans. Obviously not the tour summer plans, but still much of the up system crew moving on and moving forward. Um, he's been limited in the schedule because of, because he says he's limited in schedule because of uh, uh, what's it called? Because he's in his uh, master's program. You know, I'm giving him crap for that. Um, we were supposed to film a video today, but whatever, bro. What a hater. Also, also, uh, just sitting here, uh, more things. Like I told you, there things pop in our head all the time, and I forgot we talked about um, going and uh, what the heck was I just talking about? Oh, we want to create like a like like different bracket challenges and stuff for all like NCAA volleyball tournaments, and we want to have we want to expand where we have other podcasts with other athletes and we're bringing on people that match our brand, and also um, we want to bring we want to delve into just stuff outside of volleyball too. Eventually, with the Out of System brand, we've talked about like how far away to, like, it, is. it has to fit. I don't know uh, years, for sure years, but like it has to fit the brand too. That's the thing is like when we're thinking about it's like. Okay, what can fit the brand while we expand? So it's going to be – that'll be conversations we have down the road, though. Yeah, I think with, like uh, – we tried it with, like, calling the shots. I think that was kind of rushed. You know what I'm saying? I think that was kind of – Yeah, like for sure. I think uh, – but we for live sure. – you know, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. And uh, we still love them like sisters. They're still – And the biggest thing – the, yeah, no, they're awesome. They'll they'll be involved with us for sure in the future. We'll, we'll get them involved here out of system, especially this summer. But also um, – like doing stuff like the biggest thing is that we always have to consider is also that at the end of the day the base of our thing is entertainment and so when we bring people on there has to be like consideration okay entertaining wise like are they part of the content team we obviously need people in the background uh especially like as we continue to grow and stuff we're going to be like adding to the team and what that is is like it, that's the most difficult thing it's like we we have to be like careful who we bring on and that's what we talked about from the beginning 100 percent i think uh and like right now we're like we're in no position to bring every anybody on um yeah. and we've had people that like brand. ask us yeah when i i would think like more maybe at the end of summer we'll be looking i would assume to to help uh to help continue expanding the brand 100 percent. and i think uh, those of you uh who follow the out of system family or uh out of system boys especially you can you can tell that joe's the big ceo man he's he's the main man so Mad props to you, Jokesy. I I think well, he's taking the company say, to the next level. No, Gage is the Gage is the one who is it, Gage is the head of content for anybody who doesn't know. He's in charge. He makes all the decisions on that, and I technically kind of head up the stuff on the business end uh, and help make decisions there and make sure that we're in the logistics of everything and make sure that's all together. And obviously, that's has to be done. But uh, we have different different roles. Oh, what a, yeah. yeah, really quickly. And then Rada right now is main <coughs> focus is on uh is on content, Micah content and this other and other projects that we can't really speak about right now, but it will be yeah. in a month. We'll be able to you'll be able to see. 
um, mm. and we have Faye, who we talk about a lot. Faye is Zhang, and she is the mother of the group, and she is the ultimate best. She does literally anything. Like she's head mainly media, social media marketing. Yeah, but she's the most awesome person. Uh, so and then nice. we got Dirty Mike, Michael Wiseman, who we brought on as a, another business partner, um, and he's the. Uh, how would you describe him, Yich? Dirty Mike's like the uh, the father that I never knew existed. Not that I needed it, because I love my dad. Don't get me wrong. He's like he's like the dirty dad that I never had. You know, he's Dirty Mike. You know, what can I say about him? He's like uh, I guess he's the father of the group. I mean, he obviously is the oldest, although he's one of the uh, the coolest, and he's got a whole bunch but of his swag. Role. His role, yeah, and he like he he helps handle the. Uh, the awkward conversations at times for us. Like if we're the like, business awkward conversations, yeah. Yeah, and so we, uh, well, you know, we're moving forward. We're doing, I'm, I'm sure his family love that we call him Dirty Mike, too. I heard that they were <laughs> Definitely. big fans of that. His daughter's He's got two daughters. That that. <laughs> Dirty like, Mike. Oh, my God. It's a great nickname. Um, but, yeah, upward and onward, I think. Uh, is it onward and upward? I don't know how that phrase goes. But, yeah, to the moon. To infinity and beyond. How about that? To infinity and beyond, out of system. We're glad you guys are stuck and with us And all this, this is because you guys want, you guys are interested, you guys are awesome, we're building a community. It's all because of you guys at the end of the day. And the more we continue to grow, the more we're able to do. And your guys' support is awesome. We always talk about this. Um, but really things are going to kick up to not even just one gear. I think a couple gears in about a month, a month and a half here. Things are going to take wow. off. Go viral. Out of system viral. Summer 2021. I like where your mind's That's going to be the hashtag. That's going to be trending on every single social media platform. Damn, Joe. Look at you. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that, man. I think we all are. Um, month, month and a half. Big things coming. Now, obviously, last podcast, I wasn't able to join the boys. Uh, and this time, Micah can't because he's traveling from France. Again, if you don't know, professional volleyball players, they take, unless they're going to a different country, they're taking bus. Uh, so it can be like what ten hour rides, Joe? Sometimes one way. Yeah, we go we go on ten hour ride next week. Uh, eleven hour next week. Do you have Wi Fi at all? You get coverage at all or no? Well, I have I have unlimited service here with my phone. Luckily, because I knew that I right. this year I invested in that because I had school and then I also knew out of system stuff. I need to be you know How available you at most times. When charging stations, they got like charging ports you can plug yourself into. Correct. Correct. Okay, well, that, yeah. that's not too bad then. That's not too bad. But this, your back's probably not so great, especially after a game or so. We have, yeah, our club fortunately buys uh, these mattresses that we can put on the bus seats and you can lay across. So you just like nice. laying on a bed. Yeah. Fun fact. Can we back? I'm about to get into UCSB. I have some funny stories uh, for the UCS, UCSB games, what kind of went down. Um, but I actually got a full four row to myself. So what I did on the way back, I knocked all the dividers down, uh, the dividers up. Laid down, had a nice nap for the entire plane. Uh, but, like I said, UCSB. First of all, UCSB, how crazy. I remember going into that weekend. I was like, you know what? We gotta. Uh, we can definitely win three. We got to win the series, though, for sure. And we went in, and we t- – how about that? Joe, did you get to catch any of the games? We kind of took care of business on that on that, uh, on that road uh, trip. That was awesome. I think two, two of the three nights, I watched, like, the first two sets, and then I fell asleep. Dude, <laughs> I, I am not a big stat guy whatsoever, but Patrick Gassman, first night – Winning an entire set by himself is in freaking insane. That's freaking nuts. 14 kills, 10 blocks, one ace. Are you kidding me? 
He won a tw- he won twenty. He got twenty five points. He won an entire set by himself. That freaking nuts. He's by far the best middle in the country. And I always thought he has been. You call it from the beginning, Joe. Mad props. Rado getting like yeah. five kills a set. Like, and they continue through the next three nights. Colton passing super super well. Offense not as as. Uh, not as big as the our, our, our middle uh, Patrick and Rado, but like it's insane the numbers are putting you up. But it was kind of fun because UCSB. I love playing chirpy teams because UCSB is super chirpy. I remember. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna name any names, but uh, one of their middles on their team was chirping. Just say the name. Just say the name. Okay, you want me to say that? All right, Brandon Hicks on UCSB was chirping. A bunch. It's not like it's a secret. It's like he knows he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like you're surprising him. He knows he's That guy. It. I remember he was starting to talk Rado, and I, I don't even think he had a block the entire match, but he was starting to try and talk Rado, and Rado wasn't really angry. He was just confused. He was like, I don't know what he comes he, he comes up to me with his face. I remember he, after like a point, he's like, he's like, what is this guy saying? Like, I don't know what he's saying. And this is after like Rado's like bouncing on him, like over him. And I remember Rado was just like so confused. Remember, I thought he was going to walk up to the... He walked to the net one time, Rado did, to go, like, talk to this guy. And I thought he was going to... I grabbed him because I thought he was going to go, like, talk smack. He's like, he's like, I literally have no idea what this guy's saying. Apparently, I think he tried to learn, like, Bulgarian... Because they have a Bulgarian middle on their team. <laughs> he tried to, like, like learn Bulgarian, like, slang or, like, curse words. And I was like, what the hell is this guy saying? <laughs> he was just, like, so confused. And I remember just, like... I remember it was just the funniest thing. And then I remember UCSB, one of the things they do with their bench... I kind of heard it in in this uh, in the last match. They bark like when we're serving. They bark. <laughs> and I remember after our third match, um, we went, and uh, what happened was I go in the hallway and how it's kind of set up. You go, you enter the gym through a hallway, and then on the right's the gym, right? But if you continue down, there's a locker room. There's our locker room, and about like twenty feet down the hall, there's their locker room, right? So yeah. I go, I remember after the after our third match, we take care of business. Hell yeah, brother. Um, we come out, and all of a sudden I'm walking out the door. And this is after we kind of smacked him around that last night again. And I just get barked at by these by this guy. I forget, I didn't see who it was, because by the time I looked back, it was just their locker room door open, and I could just see someone walk in, but I didn't see who it was. I remember just like going out, and just, I just hear, <laughs> like at me. <laughs> I'm like, like, what the hell is going on over here? Me and Rado were so confused that whole match. But it was good, man. It was, it was always good, especially, I mean, UCSB, everyone, both of us, both of us are obviously capable of beating each other. It's not like, oh, it's a done deal. The, we're going to, this is not the last time we're going to see UCSB. Um, but I think we kind of put them in a pickle, Joe, because we've been in that situation of losing three in a row or something like that. And like, okay, you're a good team now. You want to be a contender, national title contender, which they are. Do you switch things around? Do you kind of do other stuff? That It's a tough disposition to be at, you know what I'm saying? Because I remember their bench, they lost a lot of their I, – I didn't see a lot of their really – because they usually have a really deep bench. Really, They recruit really, really well. They usually get the best the best players and best groups out of uh, Southern California. And I didn't see a lot of the guys they recruited or was on the – I don't know where they are. I don't know if they're on the team anymore or they transferred. But they're in a tough position now because they're not as deep as they used to be. You know what I'm saying? Because we've been in that position. Like you can, you can kind of go into how hard it is to be in that position. Like, okay, you want to be a national contender, but then you're losing all this. Do so you feel like you have to change stuff? But do you have very many pieces to be able to change it? You know, dude. Vic, well, you hear this all the time in sports, and, and my teammate and I were talking about this yesterday. Like, winning fixes so many things. You win, it covers up. It covers up any tension between the team, any issues between the coach and the players. It covers up everything, and. It may, like from the outside, things look great and everything, but the truth is, 
I mean, obviously not every single team has issues and stuff, but there are yeah. teams that go through stretches where actually it would be good for them to lose a little bit because it would allow them to change some things. Um, I think for UCSB, it's so it was their first weekend of play <clears throat> where it's like there's no room for that. Like Any team who plays the first weekend, they lose three straight. It's like, okay, it's probably good information. They'll be able to go watch some film and break down some stuff and learn like <laughs> why – did we not play well? Obviously, you guys have been kind of playing right. for a few weeks now, so you guys are in a different point in the season. Yeah. Like you said, there you're gonna have to beat them again for sure. I'm almost positive about that. Yep. Uh, and they, uh, I mean, they they for sure have room to grow. They're they've always been a really undersized team in general, um, and so they have to figure out ways to deal with that, especially against a team like Hawaii where they have really physical guys. And I think they'll figure it out. I think they'll be much more competitive when you guys play them again. What do you think Hawaii has to work on? You can go player by player or team or just nah, just from what oh you. Yeah, I don't want to bore people. Uh, no, no, no. What, do, what does Hawaii have to work on? Hawaii has to work on um, their. I don't know. From from every time I see like stretches of uh, points be given up by Hawaii, it's usually comes down to just errors and like consistency yeah. stuff. But that happens, especially early on in the season. Right. Um, I don't. I don't know a whole lot about the dynamics of your guys' team right now, so I don't know. And there's times like offensively, I'm not sure exactly what the um, what the mindset is. Obviously, I think that comes from coaching too, mean? and from just like decisions to give ball uh, the ball to certain guys in certain situations. I think Rado should be a guy who's be yeah. getting more swings in some matches. I was looking at his numbers. I'm like, how is he not? getting more balls than this when he's hitting such a high percentage he's a guy that like scores at such a high rate and so yeah late in the game i've been i've been telling Jakob, i'm like dude look at your guy to the right yeah it has to be time i I think it has to be different no i think it has to be also like for a guy like rado i was actually on the phone with him he was telling me like that throughout his career and stuff too there's been times where guys just think that he can score like late in the match and they just like will spread the ball out spread the ball out won't set a much and late in the match go to him a bunch and just expect him to score and it's tough like mentally and physically to be like that especially against the top teams and so for him you have to make sure and this is just any opposite in general like you have to make sure you give him a couple balls in good situations to give him confidence give him rhythm and then from there then you can give him the yeah out of system trash type of balls hashtag out of system you know out of system to the top Yes, sir. Uh, so some viral. That's a good answer. I, one thing I remember I, I was talking to Jakob. One thing I've been working on with a bunch or talking to him a bunch, right? Because me and him will have a lot of conversation. I'm telling him what the blocker's doing before, after a play, during a play. One thing I said, I remember one time at UCSD, I remember it was the second night, <laughs> and I go, and I'm like, Jakob, late in a set, I want you to look to your right. Look to your right. Who do you see right there? It was like, Rattle. I'm like, that's your guy right there. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's your guy right there. Like, that's the guy you want to be setting consistently, especially at the end of a match. And I said to him, I remember we had set, I forget who we set. I think, was it Colton or something? I forget who we set. I'm like, no respect, don't disrespect any other hitters, but late in the set, like, the ball should be going to rattle. I remember right before they served, it was like 23, 20, it was 23 all. And I tell Jakob, I'm like, Jakob, rat, and I point to rattle, and I joke, I was like, I was like, Jakob, Rado, now he's like rattle. I'm like yes. That sets rattle gets a kill, and then we end up getting the next point. We win, um, and that's one thing. And, and I'm not like disclosing any information. That's like that's like like hidden. Everyone knows the ball is going to rattle, and that's how good he is. He's still gonna get a kill. 
Like, it, it's like having, like, Pat, Ratto, and when our outsides are on fire, it's like a deuce ex machina. Like, you need a kill, bam, there it is. There it is. We always have a hot hitter going, and it's so nice, especially, like, if I don't pass as well. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, this ball's still going there. They're going to put that thing down, or we're going to stop them somehow. And obviously, we're, it's not impossible. Like, I'm not saying, like, we're very – everyone's beatable. Like, I'm not saying we're not beatable. But right now, when you're at an elite level, right, which there are a couple teams at, not just us, um, it's nice having those guys on the floor making uh, everyone's just life easier. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, just throw it up to them. And I think uh, uh, that's one thing where it's uh, – take for granted. Obviously, that's one thing where it's going to be scary, right? Let's say those guys aren't having a great of a game. Okay, we don't have an ex machina. We're facing an elite-level opponent on the team over there. So that means uh, – I got to set my game up. Other people got to set their game up. And I think uh, it's definitely something uh, uh, to work with. But that's good you share that because I'll start sharing with Jake Jakob, you know, just kind of giving him balls more. I think some players are kind of getting balls more. They, I'm like, no, 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 don't run that, don't run that. And that's one thing I've been trying to do this this year especially is tell, like, especially the younger setters, Jakob, Brett, anyone. I mean, obviously, Brett, Brett kind of uh, – we have conversations every day since we're roommates. Um, but tell only the younger setters because we have, like, three or two freshman setters. I'm like, late in a set, you do not set him. I'm like, you set this guy and this guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you live and die off it. Like, that's what people got to understand. Like, you're going to live and die off this set, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to guarantee he's going to get a kill, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, he's the guy I want. If, if we're going to lose this point, I want it to lose it in his hands. You know what I'm saying? Dude, the, not that and gonna... People always ask the difference between, like, European and American system. That's one huge one, actually. In, like, in Europe, they want you to make the right decision all the time. So the open guy. So... Even if it's not your best attacker late in a set, if he's open, like you give him the ball. Where like yeah. in the U.S., I'm like, bro, you give the ball to your your guy, and that's just the that's the mentality. Like you watch basketball, who do you put the hand ball in the hands of? You put the hand ball in the hands of Steph Curry, LeBron. Those are the guys you want taking the shot, even if they are defended well. Like those are the guys you want taking the shot when it counts. Uh, volleyball, it's the same thing. Like at college volleyball, like when it counted, my senior year, the ball was going in Stein and Rado's hands. Like. That's just how it was. Like I'm like, yeah. And in Europe, it's like, oh, you make the right decision. Like, the what's open? I'm like, yeah, they're leaving it open because he hasn't, because s- that guy hasn't scored a ball all set. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's like, and that that that's new to me, and also frustrating at times. But that's a huge difference right. in European and American mindset from sports. I think one thing that you once the, I remember when you were with us, it was like once or, once it reached 17, 18 points, you're probably not gonna set that middle very very much because you got to go your big hitters, which I understand. Patrick Gassman this year is the one middle where I'm like, you know what? In a game point situation, match point situation, I would trust him. I would say, okay, you can give him the ball, and I trust him and live and die off that. And Guillerme has been playing really offensively. He was bouncing balls too. Like, he was doing great, right? But he's not Patrick Gassman's level. Um, so, But Patrick is the one person where I'm like, okay, he's changing my mind. And like, okay, he's a guy that I would be like, you know what? Live or die off that kind of swing, and and I think that's um that's definitely something unique you don't see a lot of times because your best player can't really it's hard to have a best player as a middle unless you're like a perfect passing team. It's very hard to be yeah. a, be a successful team that way. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're rolling along pretty well. We have a week off here, and then we have San Diego uh, next week, Friday, Saturday. I'm pretty sure, and then we go on this road for CSUN, and then we come back for no 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 no, no we go. San Diego at home next week, Long Beach at home, and then we go to CSUN, and then we go to uh, and then Irvine comes to us, then we have the Big West Championship, and then hopefully the NCAAs. That's season, ladies and gentlemen. We only got five or six weeks left of my 
of uh, of my season here. So it's uh, time is of the essence, and I think uh, we're looking pretty good so far. But we just got to keep it up. You know, team's gonna get better, and we got to improve as well. Uh, but thank you for sharing your insights. Right Joe. on, brother. Right on, brother. All right, we're gonna wrap it up here, Joe. Again, Mike is on the road here. And any last any last remarks, Joe? Uh, we got questions here. We got to crank out before before that happens. Um, we got uh really quickly. We're gonna crank these out fast. We got a bunch to our IG and email out of system eight hundred eight at gmail.com or out of system official. Also, go check out our TikTok out of system official. We're uh, posting a bunch of stuff there. We're getting that going as well. So, um, but really quick, Aiden Schulten uh, got a question mm-hmm. in towards Joe and Micah. What kind of things are you guys doing off the court to perfect your hands as setters? Is it just hours of setting against the wall? Love the podcast. First of all, I. I don't know. I'm not gonna answer for Micah, but uh, I don't think I like me personally has like great hands necessarily. I always felt like my greatest strength was like the mental part of it, and also the uh, you have pretty good like, hands, Athletic. Joe. No, dude, not com- not like relatively speaking. Like some setters, like I don't think my hands are like super great, but it's more like I just like athletic and kind of get to the ball fast and make things kind of happen like that way. That's how I kind of vision like my strengths. Um, and so like for me, it's always been more so about like the athletic part and getting my feet to the ball. That's something my dad always trained me from a young age. That's what, and like the footwork drills and I love playing sand growing up. That's so, I, I think that's such a great tool that kids should use. Um, other parts of it is, uh, for the hand stuff. I mean, just repetitions, like I, there's no like secret thing like, Oh, if you, uh, if you make pizza dough every single night and roll that out, like it'll make your hands soft. I don't. There's nothing like that. It's like you just got to do repetitions, like on a wall in practice. Is that's at the bottom of the line. You just got to get too comfortable. Where you're really comfortable with it. Uh, right. Um, your release. Next question. Question for Micah or Joe again from Alexander Bodvin. How do you get out of a bad setting slump? I've been in one for like a week now. The sets just aren't connecting right now. Good question. We answered, uh, we might have had a question recently uh, that had similar to this, but the biggest thing is making sure that, like like I was just talking about, it was like the technical part of your game, like just the basics, stick to the basics and set what you're comfortable setting. So for me, I know that if like I'm not setting the gap really well or like certain balls aren't going, like I'm really comfortable setting uh, behind me and I'm really comfortable setting just quick, fast, one on top of my head so you set that to develop confidence and then you move on from there that, that's the biggest thing i would say is that you just need to set get comfortable get confidence because at the end of the day that's what the issue is just your confidence and doing stuff that helps build your confidence is what you need to do um jesse lee so hopefully you answered this on your podcast but is being the glue guy in actual role, like all I do in practice is serve and play defense, and during game days I cheer. Gage, hell yeah, brother! Come on now, have some respect for yourself. It's true, yeah, a hundred percent. You need those guys on the team. You need them. The glue I guy. Think. I'm here for the glue. Elmers. They call me Elmers. El- <laughs> I think yeah, for sure. That's like, people undervalue that. Right, you need those guys. Right, you can have. Your starters and whatnot, but you need the guy. Whether it's, I think, I think it's unique um, 
sometimes a guy that's not all into volleyball but like can kind of keep the bigger picture in mind you know when you're having like slump especially he can like help you through it one and he kind of keeps the guys having a good time and like you need that supporter on the back like to keep everyone's spirits up for sure engage and i i'm I'm playing a bit of that role this year. Engage and I, throughout our lives, we've done the exact same thing. So it's like when we're saying that, it's not just like us just guessing. Like uh, yeah, even yeah, right yeah. now, like I'm the I'm the young setter right now on the team, and I play like decent amount. We're on a team that's like in Champions League, one of the top teams in Europe, and so it's like playing time is uh, a little bit here and there. We have an older setter too, uh, but I've learned a lot, and my biggest thing is just making sure to like have a positive attitude on it all. Uh, and making sure that I'm like when I'm on the court, I'm bringing the energy because that's also something that I think our team lacks at times is just bringing that energy, positive energy. Uh, that's a huge part of it, and so that's it's so important. I think that's very every single successful team that I've been on, there's been like an X factor that's provided that I think from an outside source. You know what I mean? So, uh, UH MVB fan. Uh, Ooh, love this guy. So, uh, they said, so, uh, for the pod, <laughs> would you rather be Michael Jackson's plastic surgeon or the Queen's foot massager? Have fun with that. The Queen's foot massager, for sure, because Me Michael, too. J- Michael Jackson's plastic surgeon sucks. <laughs> the foot massager, I mean, she's she's probably got a really good foot massager in her, and not that I've really delved into that that line of work before, but I'd be open to do it because it's probably making a lot of money, and... You know, I'm not butchering someone's face, uh, the biggest pop star of all time's face. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Valid point. I, I'm going to concur with Gage. I agree with Gage. Uh, Langdon Liebler, uh, frequent frequent uh, question asker, and he's a big fan. So big shout out to him. Uh, what up, dogs? <laughs> Love the recent podcast. I think you guys missed my question about the NBA from a couple weeks ago. Would love to hear your take on this. First of all, if we miss your question, just DM us again because we try to screenshot them all. We have so many that it's like sometimes hard to keep track of when we skip over a couple or one or two here or there by accident. It's not like we do it on purpose. Do you guys see yourselves playing in the NBA at all in the future since the NBA season is at a different time than the European club season? Uh, I mean, that more has to do with like our relationship with USA Volleyball and also... uh, I don't know. I don't think we've ever been invited to the NBA. I don't even remember. Joe, I'm, ever I'm sure if we reached out, they'd, they'd let us. Me personally, uh, probably not because I want to continue doing USA volleyball stuff. And although it's not the same as the European pro, it's probably the same as the USA stuff. And stuff are out of system over summer. Like our yeah. Summer now that now without a system, we have a lot of plans over summer. So it just I don't know how it would fit in our schedules. But I never say I don't know. I don't know. And USA yeah US who knows with USA volleyball. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. I, I never close off any ideas, especially without a system now. We have we could go anywhere with anything. Hell yeah, brother. Um, one last question here. This is from oh, if I butcher this, I'm so sorry. Christoph Buchek. Um, hey, I found your show recently and listened to every episode. That Shiza makes me laugh every single time. I have two questions for the pod. One, would you rather... Question for Micah and Joe. For match point of a super important game, would you rather get a clean dump to the floor or a clean ace? Uh, Uh, Clean dump. Clean clean ace is sick. I would say clean ace. 
Uh, and did Rado have a strong accent when he came to Hawaii? Did you guys make fun of him for it? The reason I said clean ace too is because we're setters, so like we dump a lot. And we like, but ace like then I don't expect the setter to always have a good serve. So it's always nice to kind of show up for the setters from the service. I'd rather line. take a clean dump. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could. <laughs> Jesus. And did Rado have a strong accent when he came to Hawaii? Did you guys make fun of him for it? Gage? You were there before I was, but I remember he would uh, come, well, like in the second year, but I remember he would uh, oh, shoot, that's always right. ask people. Yeah. He would always ask people, are you my friend? 100% serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his, his English was... When he first came, he spoke no English. He didn't know, like you've heard him tell on uh, some of our shows before that he would... I don't remember who picked him up, but they were talking to him, and he was just saying, yes, yes, and he had no idea what they were saying. And he, I think one question, he just said McDonald's. It wasn't even a question about food, but they knew that he was hungry from him just saying McDonald's or something like that. I don't know why I remember <laughs> that. But his, I remember the first day we had practice. He didn't practice because he came in the night before, but he came to watch, and he was sitting there in his all-Bulgarian outfit, everything Bulgarian. And he was sitting there watching, did not smile at all, did not talk to anybody, and just sitting there like, he looked like the most serious guy. We're like, oh, this is the type of guy we have, just Eastern Europe's a-hole. <laughs> this is the type of guy we have. And obviously, he turned out to be anything but that, and we love Rado, and he's one of my Still an a-hole. He's still an a-hole, him. Joe. He's still an a-hole. He's only an a-hole because I'm not there to keep him keep him in line because you let him get out of out of hands I've, all right, I've been actually talking a lot more shit to him too all right then you I mean, then you yeah then you deserve it if you if you deal it you got to be ready for it to come back to you yeah that's good that's a good point both so of I've, you. I've been talking both more. You. I've been talking more to him now good well that's uh that wraps up questions for now like I said if we skipped over it it's not because we hate you maybe gage does but I don't uh just reset. I hate you just resend it, please. We didn't mean to go over it. We uh, we try our best to answer them all. We we screenshot them. We save. We flag them, but they still sometimes slip through the cracks, slip through the out of system cracks. Uh, but Gage, that, that wraps up the questions. Hell yeah, brother! One year anniversary, man. So crazy. So wild. One it's year. Be- hey, if you guys have a good, your favorite memory, like screen record or text us it. We would love we would love reading that stuff or watching it. <laughs> I don't know. Or if you guys they have found. ideas for us. Yeah, we have, there's so many cool... And it, like we said, it's all because of you guys. You guys are the freaking best. We love you guys. Thanks, all. I love you guys so much. <laughs> Anyways, um, one year anniversary. Kind of nuts to think about. If you haven't, again, start watching, like... I think start episode four or five, we start uh, uploading the clips of just, like... Of uh, uh, just the movie stuff. A lot of Will Ferrell stuff, so... If you haven't checked it out, make sure you do. But, guys, this has been a pleasure. We wish Mike could join us. But, again, he's on a 10-hour bus ride across La France. And he's on Tour de France. <laughs> uh, this is G-Swiz, joined by Joke Shibota Worsley. This has been another episode of If You Can't Handle Heat, presented by Out of System. I'll see you guys next episode. Peace.